You're listening to the ministry of Potter's House Church Wandsworth, a Christian Pentecostal church based in South London, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our call is to reach the lost, make disciples and plant churches. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit us at phcwandsworth.co.uk. got your Bibles, Matthew 6 verse 1, Matthew 6 verse 1, wonderful ministry, hallelujah. Sometimes in life you feel like everybody's around you, things are working, things are going well, but there are other seasons in life where you can feel like nobody really notices you, no one really sees you, no one really knows what's going on in your life. And usually those are the hard times in life when you feel like nobody sees you. Because if nobody sees you, then nobody knows you. And if nobody knows you, then probably no one cares about you. And this is how many people feel and seasons of life we can feel like this. That I'm not being seen, so I'm not being known, and so I feel like I'm not cared. And that's when life gets gets hard and it gets lonely. I want to tell you when people know that people are, when people know that they're, they're being seen, observed and cared for, they can go through struggles. They can go through a lot because they know, listen, people have got my back, but I want to tell you when you feel like you're alone and no one cares, even the smallest struggle can make you quit. And so at this point when we're going through these these moments, Sometimes what we do is we come to church and we think church is going to help and we want church to help and I say that church has a place for that but I want to tell you today religion in itself is not going to help you with that. What God God doesn't want you just to have a religion. What's going to help us is that when we know the Father. And so we we started a series last week Father in heaven. And last week I spoke about when you know the Father, you know that you're taken care of. How many are taken care of in this place? Because you know that the Father says, listen, if I take care of the birds, I'll take care of you. If I take care of uh, something which is not of that value, then you know that I'll take care of you. But today we want to look at another element of if I know the Father, my life is changed. And so we're, we're speaking about the difference between religion and having a relationship. Matthew 6 verse 1, let's get straight into the text. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men, to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, he's saying when you do a good thing, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward, but when you do a good deed, do not let your left hand knows what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Let's pray. Father, we have a privilege that we can call you our Father. That will never, 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 Father, be taken lightly. 
We ask you right now that you would meet with us in this place. You would speak to us in this place. I pray, Father, that this message will resonate with where we are. Father, that it would meet us at the very point where we need to meet you right now. Let this not be a religious event, just a religious gathering, but let it be an audience with you. Let us meet with you. Father, those that are not saved, let them be saved. And those that are, let them grow in the knowledge of you as their father. We ask you this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. This is uh, one of these passages of scriptures that is life-defining. It's very easy to live by. There's certain things in the Bible that are more complex, more obscure. It's like when you read Revelation and you hear about this beast with a tongue, like a sword. You're like, what is that? What do I do with that? You know, you can't really go into work. And, you know, there's not much you can do with that. But this is very applicable. It's very simple. It's, 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 it, it, it really shows us how to live. And the first thing I want to pull out of the text is that when you understand that you have a Father in heaven, when you have a relationship with God uh, through Jesus Christ, what you understand is this, is that the Father sees. He sees where you are in life. Our Father sees. And so that's the first truth. Look at someone and say, He sees. He knows what you're going through. Tell somebody that. He knows what you're going through. I'll just keep saying it until you do it, amen, because you're staring at me. And if you're going to rebel, then I'll make it hard for you because I'm like that. But he sees, uh, and he says in our text, verse 4, it says that your charitable deeds be done in secret and your father who sees, your father sees. I want to tell you right now, nothing is hidden from God. Nothing is hidden from God. Now, to some of you, if you're doing good, to some of us, that's very scary that God sees what we did. And to others, it's encouraging. Now, it all depends. If you're doing good, how many know the Father sees? That's all good. But how many know if you're not doing good, it's a bit scary? Imagine you was at a job and you're working there and you're working really hard. And then after a week, you realize they had a camera on you. Well, you'd be like, yeah, they saw me getting early, and they saw me leave late, and they saw me working hard. How many know if you was robbing from the till? Knowing they had a camera, it becomes scary. And so God sees, I, I read an article recently about, some of you would have read it, a woman uh, uh, has been banned from going to America, she's an English woman, banned from going to America for 10 years. She can't go there for 10 years. And what happened was her and her friend were going to America, and so they were going to uh, 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 go there. And so when you go to America from England, you don't have to apply for a visa. You just have to get this thing called an ESTA. And if you've gone to America, you've done it. You go on, it's simple. You go online, give them your passport, give them your details, and they give you an ESTA. And you can go, to, it lasts for two years, and you can go to America for three months at a time. As long as you come back, you can go back there. She was planning to go there with her friend for two months. Her and this uh, lady, there were two young ladies, English ladies, they're going to go there for two months. And so two months is quite a long time. So the customs brought her in and said, look, we, we need to look into this. Where are you going? What and they said, let, can we look at your phone? And they looked at her phone. And she showed her the phone. And they found a text from two years ago that, she was, that in the text she was talking about cocaine. And because of that text about cocaine... They said, you're banned. You're banned. And so, obviously, she weren't like talking about cocaine is terrible. And in the paper, they didn't have what it was. I was thinking about this. What if today, how many know if she knew that they were going to look at that phone, she wouldn't have done whatever she texted? 
Now imagine today we was to take a month load of your taxes. <laughs> Somebody went, hey. someone said, this is for them because someone went, hey, on my dates already. And they didn't even know what I was going to do with it. And we put it up here and we just started scrolling down in the taxes. Some of you would be so encouraged because it would see, we would see that you was texting people scriptures, texting people encouragement, texting, I'm going to pick you up for church, texting sermons, texting, you know what, sister, uh, we can make it, we can do this. How many know that would that'd be good? But some here today, how many know God sees? Say, t- tell someone, God sees anyway. You, God, those texts that you're scared for me to put up there, God saw those texts. God sees. See, um, there was two ladies in one of our churches. It wasn't this church, so I'm telling the truth. Don't ask me where, don't ask me who. The names have been changed to protect the guilty. But there was two ladies, and they were gossiping about another lady. Two Christian ladies, they were in church for years, and they were gossiping about another lady. And as they were gossiping about another lady, what happened was one of the ladies pressed record on her WhatsApp and text the conversation to the woman they were gossiping about. Now, I'm like, I don't even know how they did that. To me, I'm like, I don't even believe. When someone told me, I was like, I don't believe it. It's one of those pastor stories to make a good sermon. And then I was like, no, 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 look. I was like, oh, it is. Yeah, it looks like something happened. Imagine that, that you're gossiping about somebody that you saw on Sunday, you're like, oh, sis, and then you get a text from them, bing, oh, text, a voice message, and then you start to press it, and you're like, oh, this is strange, and then they're like, oh, what? Oh, yeah, she da, da, da. and why is she da? What if we was to have a recording of some of your conversations? What if I got some of your conversations about me? Someone laughed. What if people in this church, that when you started, when you mentioned their name, whatever you said from that point was being recorded and sent to them? Some of you wouldn't come to church today if you knew that happened. What if we had a recording of the things you said in your marriage? Remember when we had that... um, uh, 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 the question and answers with the marriages. Remember when we had that? Some single people were calling me. I'd never had so much calls the next day. <laughs> some people were, were angry with me. Boss, how, how would you allow those questions? I didn't make those questions up. What if we was to have the words you spoke to your children this week? Or on your job, the conversations you've been having on your job. I want to tell you, we, some of you wouldn't want us to publicly play that. If we said, okay, Curtis, play that recording. Play that. Play, yeah, play it. And he started to play it, and it was you saying things and doing things. And some of you would get up and walk out. you just get up and walk out. That's it. Some of you would be encouraged because, you know what? You've been talking about Jesus all week. You've been witnessing to people. You've been inviting people to church. You've been uh, making, uh, you know, some guy came up to you and, hey, you look nice. You look nice? Listen, man, you better look to Jesus. But look nice. Move from me. I'll call the police. P- pervert. And we would, we would be like, yeah, we'd start clapping. Yeah, woman of God. But others, 
I look nice, yeah? How do, how do I look nice? <laughs> Some of us, we'd be like, oh, 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 oh. And so, God sees. Look at someone say, God sees. See, God sees. It may not be up here, and you're like, Pastor, I don't, I don't want this up here. See, sometimes, because we don't see God, we start to believe that God don't see. You know, like, have you ever seen with little children, they put their hands over their eyes? You can't see me. Because they can't see you, they think you can't see them. My first job was in the place called, is it well, a place called Next? Most people know Next. <laughs> but my first job as a teenager was in Next. And one time, you know, obviously in retail, they have big mirrors. I was looking in the mirror, and in the mirror, there was a wall between me and the front of the shop. But in the mirror, I could see a guy shoplifting. So he couldn't see me, but I could blatantly just see him pocketing it. Like just putting stuff under his jumper. Uh, you know, people, it's summertime and you come in with a jacket. You know, that's hot. That's, that, no, it's, that is hot in both ways. It's hot, but it's also hot. You've hotted yourself. And so <laughs> he's putting the stuff under his jacket and, and, and I can see him. But he thinks that he can't be seen because he can't see anybody. Can I tell you, God can see you. God can see, God sees. And this is, this is what it says in the text. It's teaching us, listen, God sees. Listen, without understanding, when you stop believing that God sees you, you now become more religious. When you, when you believe that God's not seeing you, you, you can be doing the what, but you've lost sight of the why. Because you forget God's seeing you. So you're doing the what. Uh, let me explain. You're... When you don't have, the, the, the relationship is the goal with, with God, the relationship, the relationship you have with the Father. So everything we do as Christians, they're not the goal, the relationship is the goal. So if you're reading your Bible, so let me show you how you can do the what but lose the why. You're reading your Bible, but what is God saying to you? And so I'm, sometimes I, I, you know, I like to talk to people and I say, how's your Bible reading going? And they're like, yeah, it's going well. I'm in a Bible program or I'm in a Bible group with some of the brothers or some of the sisters we're reading. And I'm like, what are you reading? And they'd be like, it's something, it's, many times it's something random, like Leviticus or Judges or Chronicles. And I'm like, what's God saying to you? And they look at me blank. Was he supposed to say something? <laughs> Uh, I'm just reading it. Yeah, that's what I thought I was supposed to do. You told me to read it. I read it. You read the Bible so that God can speak to you. See, you're doing the what, but we've lost the why. Sometimes people are praying. They, they come to prayer. And we want people to come to prayer. We open the building an hour before every service for prayer. It's open an hour before for prayer. And so you can come to prayer. And so there are people that they pray and they, they get like a little prayer thing and a prayer group and praying. But you're praying, but sometimes we're praying and we say, okay, where are you expecting the change to come? What do you mean? Where are you expecting God to change you? I didn't know. I'm just praying. You told me to pray. And so we're praying without any change. We're reading. We're doing things. And because we don't think that he sees we forget the why. We start to do things and we just start, to, we start to, why am I doing this? See, if you continue living like this, you're gonna to come to this place where you're gonna say this to yourself. Why am I doing this? Have you ever said that? Why am I doing this? Some of you, it's like in your marriage, like why am I putting up with this? Why am I putting up with this? 
Why? Why? Why, why, why? why do I have to do this? At work, it, there might be people and they're treating you bad. Your boss is treating you bad. And you'd be like, you, 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 you know within a, you could just put on your game face like that. You know you have your professional face. Hi. Yeah, wonderful. And then you just, someone gets you, you're like, you don't want me to put on my game face. I can put on my game face and go, and go there with you. But you know you're a Christian. Everyone knows you're a Christian. So you're like, I, I'm not doing it. But once you lose touch with the Father and you're, you know the what, like I shouldn't beat people up. How many know you know that? How many don't? Listen, if you don't know that, speak to me afterwards. But you shouldn't be beating people up. You shouldn't be going road on people. You shouldn't be doing that. But you start to lose the why. And you're like, why do I put up with this? Why am I dealing with this? And because you forget that the Father sees, we know the what, but we lose the why. This is dangerous because this is what Jesus is dealing with because it leads us to have the wrong motives. And the wrong motives is what the hypocrites have, the Pharisees, Sadducees. Jesus says in Matthew 5, Matthew 6 verse 5, sorry. Look what he says here. He says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. See, see the hypocrite prays, by the way. That's what it tells us. He says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrite. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen. When you and I lose this understanding of the Father seeing us, it's all our motives become being seen. Our motives become we have to prove how spiritual we are now. Our motives become to be seen. Jesus says, these guys, they love. There is something about when you become a Christian, there is something that you have to really fight against, and that is being seen just to be a Christian. People love that, to be seen. There's something about the dignity of looking godly, looking like I'm a good person. Jesus says to them, you love this. You love it. It feels good to you. It really makes you feel secure and comfortable that everybody's like thinking, oh, you're a good Christian. This is why when you discipline Christians, when you actually come to a place and you say, you know what? Um, this is ungodly. You refuse to repent. We're going to have to discipline you. Either remove you from ministry or even sometimes remove you from the church for a period of time because you've refused to live like a Christian. I've never seen people get the most angry. Because the reason why? Because they loved to look. Because the whole time they were here, they were doing things the Father saw was wicked. But we didn't, so they're coming into church, living like a devil, but we're shaking their hand and congratulating them, and they're singing on the stage, they're working on the thing, and we're saying, oh, that's okay, because the Bible says you will love it. And before we judge these people Jesus is speaking to, God has shown me, Courtney, you love it as well. Now, that's not a confession to say I'm doing something wrong. But I'm just saying it's in us. We've all got to fight this, that we love to be seen looking like with this. And Jesus is saying, yeah, because you've lost sight of the Father. You, when you have that relationship with the Father, you just know the Father sees. Listen, you may not see, but the Father sees. He sees what's going on. You know, I've just, obviously we just came back from, I feel like I've traveled, just been traveling, traveling, because we went to Congo and then weeks later we went to America. And, and so I just felt like a month, two months of just traveling. And um, usually if I go to like a hot country like uh, Africa and that, 
I've got some linen shirts and things that I wear when I'm there. I never wear them here. You know, it's just really hot here. It's just long. So I wear them there. And so when I come back, I pack them, I wash them, pack them up, fold them up, and they go in my suitcase and waiting for next year when I go somewhere hot. So I've got like two sets of clothes. The clothes that I wear there and the clothes that I wear here. And when you stop having that relationship with the father and you, different motives start to come in, you start to get two sets of things. You start to have a church set and another set. You start to have a church set of friends and another set of friends. See, because your motives have gone now. And you, you, stop, you start to think God only sees you when you're here. And you forget that God sees all. So when you're outside of here, it's like you forget that God sees. God sees on the job. God sees. And you start to have these two sets. And so what happens is you get, listen, you have two sets of language. There's things that you say here. Praise God. Some of you would never say that outside of this arena. See, my problem is I'm so into this, I say it at the wrong times. So I could be going to the bank, <laughs> meet the bank manager, and they say, the bank manager's like, oh, you, we can give you that um, interest. Praise God. I mean, thank you, thank you. Thank you, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, or I could be somewhere, and I could agree with someone, and they'd be like, yeah, we've got your size, amen. I mean, yes, that is my size. So <laughs> I'm going the wrong way. But some, we would never use any type of uh, uh, Christianity outside of the church. We would never pray in public outside of the church. And in the church, it's like, praise God, hallelujah, I'm too blessed to be stressed. We've got all of these character things. And outside of the church, it's totally different. Not only are we not saying those things, we're saying things we would never say in church. Some people are swearing. Swearing saints. Little swearers for Jesus. Listen, outside of the church, that language is totally different, man. And obviously, the, more, the longer I'm saved, the more I'm in the church, the more I'm like surrounded just by Christians and Christian things. And so this is why I like doing, you know, I remember going to the boxing. I've told you many stories about going to the boxing match. Everybody was swearing. Everybody was swearing. And this may sound like a bit mad. I was like, I like this, man. Not because everyone's swearing, but I'm like, wow, this is like a little study for me. Look at it. And so, but you, if you're embedded in that, you've got to be careful that's not rubbing on, on you. That you become like that. And then when you come into church, you turn on your Jesus mode, and then you go out, and you're getting two sets. And it's like there's two of you, two sets of clothing. There's some women here, you've got two sets of clothing. You've got your set of clothing for church. You've got another set of clothing that you would never wear to church. You would never wear that in church. And it, but God sees when you're not in church. God sees what you wore, what you're wearing. See, this is when we become very religious. In church, you're talking about Bible apps. Outside of church, you're not visiting Bible websites. There's other websites you're visiting. The danger is this. When the gap between what you are in church and what you are 
outside, when you're not around Christians, when that is so different, that is what religion is. That's when you definitely have lost sight of the Father. And you are more religious than the Pope himself. All of that pomp and all of that religiosity and that thing, we're like, well, we don't want that. But we can become as religious as that. I was thinking about this. When you see someone who's done something great, whether they're like a millionaire, uh, they, they're really successful with money, or they're really good with their children, or marriage, or in, in whatever industry you're in, when someone is really skillful at something, or someone you admire because they've accomplished great things, usually people say something like this, what's your secret? You ever, you, people say, what's your secret? Maybe people have observed things about you, and they're like, what's the secret? Uh, or you've asked people, what's the secret to this? Um, and what we're saying is this, is that your public life is so spectacular, you must be doing something in your private life. How many of you know that's what we're saying? Your public life, what we've seen you do in your public life is so spectacular, your performance, and what you're doing is so amazing, there must be something more in your private life. And, and, and so we've acknowledged that, and I want to tell you today, this is what Jesus is trying to teach us. The secret to life is in the secret life. The secret to life is in the secret life. That, that is, amen, that is really how you see people are successful. And we know that already. This is, I'm not giving you nothing uh, uh, too complex that you don't know. You understand that if I'm going to be there in public, I've got to really live there in private. I've got to be on this. If you want to be a sportsman or anything, you've got to put the time in. We know it in every arena, but the problem, let me tell you what, where, where it gets hard, is that as human beings, we seek for recognition. Human beings, this is something that's deep within us, we're seeking for recognition. Courtney wants to be seen, he wants to be known. He doesn't just want to be there, he wants you to know he's there. And in Matthew 6, verse 22, it says, Therefore, when you do your good deeds, do not sound the trumpet before you like a hypocrite. Basically, you're going to do something good, and then you've just helped somebody. Okay, uh, brother, would you like me to help you? Okay, I'll help you up. I have just helped this person, everybody. That's what he's saying, is that you're, you're, you're publicizing everything. People must know, because when you help that person, nobody could kind of see what was going on. And so you come early to prayer. I declare, I pray. And so it's like everybody must know. You ever met people that everything they do is a bit over the top? Like, you know they're acting a little bit. It's like, oh, you need what? Let me... Like, no, you don't... We, we, you, you, why do you... Because Jesus says they seek for the glory of men. It's not just the thing. They have to be seen by men. We know this is in us. Imagine you as the fastest man on the planet. What's the world record for 100 meters? Nine seconds, something? Nine, nine five, eight, okay. It's already been, someone said nine, six over here. Someone said nine, five. Someone, it's already been broken, amen. 
And so think about this now. Imagine if you became the fastest man alive or the fastest woman alive. Let's say you could run 100 meters in eight seconds. Eight seconds, you become the fastest person. You're getting excited already. <laughs> but imagine this. No one could know. How many know it becomes worthless? Somebody went, oh. Someone was getting excited. Yeah, they're going to see me. Uh, okay, and then now we see her. She's getting ready. She's been getting ready for four years. This is Olympic. Let's see if she can break the record. See if he can break the record. Bang. With the flag. But you are, you can, but imagine you're sitting at home on your city with your iPad, just flicking through YouTube, just living a life, yamming a sandwich, and you know, you're watching the Olympics, and you're like, I can do that. How many know something in us would be like, it's pointless? Because when we do something spectacular, we have, we, there's something about us that we need recognition. We're constantly looking for recognition. Never mind, listen, you, you can run it. This, 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 you could get to Aslan's and back quick. <laughs> if, I, if I was, <laughs> I need a tissue, bro. Oh, Pastor, I'll go. <laughs> back, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> that was quick. There's a use to it. But there's more than that. We seek recognition. And God understands that we need that. But God is saying, listen, the recognition that you need to seek and understand is from the Father. When you're doing things and you've served, you're doing things in life, he, he says, listen, I want you to know this. The Father sees. The Father sees. Because remember, we've just proven the point. When you can do something and nobody knows, you think it's pointless. I think it's pointless. But God is encouraging us today, even when no one's looking, I'm looking. What you're doing in your life is not pointless to God because he says, I'm watching you. So when you understand the Father, let me show you three ways that it, it, it helps you when you know that the Father sees. I can do right when I'm alone. It helps me to do the right thing when no one is looking. See, some of you have not learned that yet. To be able to do right when no one is looking. That when you're at home, and you and your spouse have an argument, and you want to say something mad to them. If I walked into the room at that point, you'd be like, oh, you're lucky, man. You're lucky. But God has walked into the room. God is in the room. And when you understand, listen, I would say something to you. Just coming here from Kingston. I was driving. We have two sisters that helped us uh, do the praise and worship. So we come from Kingston. They can testify to this. It wasn't my fault. Just that ones we're frowned about. This woman just, I'm saying women drivers. It's not about nothing about women drivers, yeah? So just in case, I'm not saying women drivers. So that's not, women drive. That's nothing to do. That's not my point. <laughs> just letting you know. And so this woman pulls out right in front of me. And literally, I had to slam on my brakes. We would have crashed into her. And so, I'm vexed. <laughs> this is literally, you know, half an hour ago. I've just come from church. I'm going to church. So I just accelerate a little bit. Go beside her. <laughs> and I drive off. I said to the two ladies, they're lucky you're in the car. <laughs> 
Listen, how many know God is always in our car? God is always in my car. I said, listen, she's lucky, God, you're in the car. No, I'm joking. That was a joke. It did happen, but you know, she would have been safe. My wife was there as well. And so when you understand the Father, it helps you when you're alone. That you understand I'm not alone. I can't just while out on this person. I can't just say what I want to this person. I can't just treat my spouse anyhow. I can't just do these things. I can't just look on that website. God is watching me. I'm never alone. It gives me purpose so that I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I know why. I know why. Some of you may have forgot the why. Like I said, you're like, why am I putting up with this? Why am I putting up with this? Why am I still here? Why don't I? You know why. Because the Father's watching you. That's why. See, when you forget the Father's watching you, you'll lose purpose. But when you know he's watching you, you know why you get up and pray. You know why you read your Bible. You, you need to, if you've lost the why, then it's because you've forgotten about the Father. And when we gain back the understanding that the Father sees, it helps you. It also frees me from hypocrisy. Because I know what's the point of me acting? What's the point of me coming on the stage acting all holy like yeah, God and the Bible and Jesus and uh, yes. And then when I go home, I'm on a, a whole different thing. God's watching me here. God watches me there. God's like, why are you? And so what it does is when I understand God sees me when I'm, when I'm at home, I'm keeping it real at home. And I keep it real in church. And what that does is what you see in church and what I am at home has, I have to reduce the gap. There's a, there has to be a bit of a gap because at home I walk around in my boxes. I mean, no, you can't do There's certain things you just don't do. So there has to be a bit of a gap, but there has to be a, a, a good gap. Like, a, you know, that's that. And then, thank God you, 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 you don't walk around here, Pastor, with the legs. Thank God. So here, here's the little bit of the gap. But when there's a, a mile, you become a hypocrite. The word hypocrite is one who wears a mask. You come to church and you're putting on your mask. And then, oh, listen, it's carnival. Let me take my mask off. You're a hypocrite. The Father sees you at carnival, dressed like that. Do you know, let me just touch upon this. You know the carnival? <laughs> I just want to say this. The word carnival is actually a Catholic invention. And what the original word carnival was, the word carnival is linked to carnival, meaning like a flesh eater. If we say that's carnivorous, meaning an animal that eats flesh. Cows are not carnivorous, they just eat grass. But an animal that is carnivorous, so that word carnal, we know it as flesh, carnivorous, flesh eater. The original word carnival means farewell to the flesh. It was a Catholic invention where people would uh, go and celebrate and they would say goodbye to fleshly ways. What the world has taken it and turned it into is a flesh festival. And so now it's all about the flesh. And so this is why we look at things and we say, listen, I've got to analyze is that is God pleased? Is the Father pleased with everything that's going on here? If he's not pleased, then I don't want to be there. 
I don't want to be there. I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be anywhere that disrespects my father. I was out yesterday and me and my wife, we went in the Tesco's and my wife forgot something and she went, she ran off to get it while the, the, while the thing was already on the, the belt where we're going to the till. And the woman, uh, she goes, how's your day going? I was like, yeah, it's going cool. It's going cool. I said, how's your day going? She goes, yeah, it's going great. I said, you finished soon? It was quite late. It's about 10 o'clock. She says, yeah, I'm finishing soon. She said, where are you from? She, I said, what do you mean? Where am I from? She goes, like, your origin. I said, oh, I'm mixed. I said, uh, my dad's Jamaican, my mom's uh, Irish. And she says, oh, you look, because you, she, she says, she looked like you could be like Cypriot, Greek Cypriot. And some of you are like, yeah, where you for that? And so I was like, no, no, no. I said, is that where you're from? So she was like, yeah. And so most places I go, people would not automatically assume I'm Jamaican. Imagine I go into a, a company of people and they start dissing Jamaicans. <laughs> Them Jamaicans. Jamaicans are teeth. Well, they wouldn't say teeth, would they? They would say steel. <laughs> Imagine I went somewhere and they were dissing Jamaicans. And yeah, this Jamaican person and Jamaicans and... And, and because, remember, my father is Jamaican, 100% Jamaican, born in Jamaica. And so imagine I'm sitting there, and I said nothing. And then they started to make jokes about Jamaican. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would say, you're a sellout. But how come when the world does things that the father doesn't, and you claim he's your father, you won't stand up and say no. See, if I stood up and I said, listen, and I've gone places, and one time a woman was saying something, and it was racist, and I said, listen, my dad is black. What you've just said there is very offensive. And she was like, oh, no, 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 some of my best friends are black. Listen, I've met racist black people, I've met racist white people, yeah? But listen here, you would expect me to stand up. You would expect me to say something. What about when the world is dissing your heavenly father? What about the world is putting on events that your heavenly father would be like, that is terrible. And you're like, yeah, this is good. Anyway, back to the sermon. We need to get our Father involved in our lives. How many believe you want the Father involved in your life? Look what the Bible says here. They have their reward. Matthew 6, verse 2. Therefore, when you do your good deeds, do not sound the trumpet before as the hypocrites do in the synagogue, in the streets. They may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say it to you, they have their reward. God is saying, this is how it works with God. God is saying that sometimes we, wanna, we want people to know how spiritual we are. And we keep telling people and proving things of how spiritual we are. And people clap, oh yeah, yeah, you're so this, you're so that. And if you're, if you're saying things to people to prove how spiritual you are, God says, the acceptance they give you, that's your blessing already. God says, I'm not getting involved now. 
You've, you, you're, you're doing things that you want to help somebody, but the reason why you want to help them is that you want other people to see you and be like, oh, she's so spiritual. God says, you've already got your reward. I'm not getting involved now. I'm not getting involved in your life. You've already been, that, if that's why you did it, then you got what you wanted. He says, you keep sounding a trumpet. And what he's saying is, you, you, I'm not getting involved in that praise party. In 1865, in America, they started this thing called the Secret Service. If you've seen movies or seen the news, they protect the president of America. 1865, they started this thing called the uh, Secret Service. I want to tell you, God has his own Secret Service. He's looking for Christians that will do things in secret, meaning not that you're hiding who you are, but you can serve God when no one is looking at you. That's what God looks at. See, because God says that's what makes it real. Imagine you're a woman in this place and you're dating a guy or you're married to a guy or you like a guy and he kind of likes you. You're talking a little bit at the beginning stages. And when you're around him, he's so nice. He's like, oh, he's buying you things. He's saying, oh, you're the only one. I don't see any other woman in the world. I'm blind to any other woman in the world. You're a million times better than any other woman in the world. And he's telling you all of this and you're, oh, that's really nice. And then you saw him on a camera with another woman telling her the same thing. Someone, someone laughed like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Think of how you would feel, but then imagine you see him in secret, and then in secret, he's actually, you see a woman trying to advance on him, and you see him like, mm, no, I'm not interested in that. Listen, I'm already married, I'm already dating. No, I'm interested, no. How many know when no one is around and you saw him do that, that would make you, yes. See, what we do in private is so powerful. And it speaks about us so much more than what we do in public. That's what God is saying. God is not saying that we do nothing. We don't want the guy to like be telling, no, I'm not interested in other women. Then when he's with you, no, we need you to do the, the public stuff. But we also need you to do the private stuff as well. See, this is what God is saying. God is saying so many times the Christian is so focused on the public that they ignore the private. And he's saying, if you get the private right, I get involved. If you want God to get involved, you've got to deal with the, the private. And God says, listen. He says, I'm going to get involved in your life. See, it's the secret giving. It's the secret helping. When you're helping people and nobody knows, it's the secret visiting. When you visited people this week, you've gone out of your way to visit people. It's the loving, it's the talking, it's the texting and the reading and the praying. It's all of that stuff. God says he sees it. And in our text, he said, when you do your charitable deeds in secret and your father sees in secret, he will reward you openly. See, we all want an open reward. You know what an open reward is? Is when God blesses your life so much, others see it. When I went to Tucson, there was a pastor. I think he's preached here once. No, he's preached in our baby churches. There's a pastor, him and his wife. And, 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 and when I saw them, you know, they, 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 anyway, when I saw them this time, 
he looked a lot fitter. And I said, bro, you've been working out? He said, yeah. And I said, you look good, man. My wife was saying to the wife, hey, you look, guys look good. What's that? And they said they was on a diet, they were going on this gym thing. I haven't seen it for you. You look good. Now think about this now. I've never seen them enter a gym. I've never seen them eat nothing. But I've seen the effects of it. I've seen the effects of it. See, we don't need to see you visiting people, and we don't need to see you praying, and we don't need to see your texts, and we don't see, this is why I don't get involved in all of that stuff. I'm not monitoring. Okay, I want, listen, you've got to do this privately. You've got to be your own Christian. You can't be, Pastor, I've done it. Pastor, look what I'm doing. It can't be. That is not real Christianity. Real Christianity is that you're doing it in private, and then when you come together in public, people can say, there is a difference about you. There's something going on in your life. God is visibly meeting with you. Something has changed about you. You used to blow up and lose your temper. Look at you now. You used to be just about the carnality in the world. Look at you now. The way you dress this, yeah, you know what? It was a bit, but look, there's something changed about you. God is saying, I want to get involved. I want to give you an open reward. See, God's going to bless you and people are going to see it. They're going to see that maturity. They're going to see that ministry. They're going to see that fruitfulness in your ministry. People are, you know, Pastor, what do you do? And like, 90% of what I do, you'll never see. You're only seeing what God is doing through me. In your marriage, people are going to see that marriage. You'll be like, that marriage is amazing. There's going to be single people that will come around here, look at that marriage. I, I, that is just, a, I want that marriage. I dream about that marriage. They're going to see the job that God is going to give you. They're going to come around the house. Ooh, this is, oh, this is nice that God is going to give you. Listen, let me just put this in as a side note. When you see people blessed, don't hate. Don't get involved. How do they, hey, yeah, so-and-so just rolled up with a Porsche. So What? See, God says he's going to bless you openly. He's going to bless you in such a way, whether that is maturity, whether that is materially, whether that is spiritually, he's going to bless you in such a way because of what you've been doing in secret. And people are going to come and see that God is involved on your life. And it's such a blessing. There's such a, a demonstration of God's manifestation that they're going to be sitting in that house and experiencing that ministry, and they're going to see it. But you know what they didn't see? They didn't see you getting up at four in the morning. They didn't see you wanting to quit, but you didn't quit. They didn't see you working in that marriage with those kids. They did not see that. But what they will see is God's blessing upon your life. And this is why in the secret it's so powerful that we've got to say, I know the Father sees. And when you know that the Father sees, it will strengthen you to keep running. Because some of you came in today to quit. One more and then I'm going to quit. Because nobody sees, nobody knows, nobody cares. And God wants to say to you today, I've seen your faithfulness. I've seen you biting your tongue. I've seen your giving. I've seen your trying. I see. Keep doing it because I'm going to reward you openly. And when everybody sees it, wow. This is amazing. You ought to say, God sees. God sees. Celebrities, famous people, they usually hire PR companies. Public representative, PR company usually do all the famous sides, send out the, the story, the narrative of the famous person, whether you're a politician or a celebrity. Their photos go to all the magazines. The PR company sorts all of that out. 
so that the celebrity or the politician can deal with their business. They, and so usually the PR companies are better at that, making the person, yeah, just let the person be known. So many times, you know, if, if a boxer takes, on, takes over his own PR, it's going to be shabby. Because the boxer knows how to box, but he doesn't have to do PR. And you look at their advertising, oh, that looks whack. No, let a PR company do that. So that you can focus on boxing and they focus on the PR. You know what God is saying to us today? He says, let me do your PR for you. So that you can focus on your private life with me and you. God's like, if you focus on your private life, your prayer life, your reading, your serving, your loving, when nobody sees you at work and you're like, nah. When, when, when you're at home and no one's there and the pastor's not around and you're serving. And someone says, hey, that was amazing. Who did that? And something about you wants to be, it was me. But they didn't really, you, you, they, weren't, they weren't asking you. And someone's like, I don't know who did it, but it's amazing. And you're just like, something in you wants to, ah, who cares who knows? They're enjoying it. God says, I'll deal with your PR. When I'm good and ready, everybody's going to know. And on the last day, when you breathe your last breath and you step into eternity, then we're really going to know. And if you, if you can wait until then, if you can endure until the end, you're going to be glad that you recognize that the Father sees because then everything. The Bible says, you know what? The last will be first and the first will be last. Because there's some people right now, we're like, yeah, they're, they're so godly. And there are some other people, we're like, I'm not sure about them. And you know what happened? We realized the person we weren't sure about was doing all the laboring. They're at the, God, Jesus like, yeah, you come forward. Who? Them. No, no, you, I think, this, is this heaven? <laughs> and God starts to show you what they did. And you're like, oh my days. Let me shut up. Yeah, they belong there. Let's remember the, this week, the rest of this day, remember the Father sees. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. We hope you've been blessed, edified and challenged by the sermon to reach the lost and make disciples. For more information on what we do and who we are, visit us at phcwandsworth.co.uk.